Mundine combined. A core lord cone fiend degenerate of the highest order, fighting of the green corner, representing old fashioned values of a new age spiritual twist. It's Samini! And now, hailing from the same hometown of 1990 ASP Rookie of the Year. Jeremy Files! Our next champion left school at 17 and spent the next 25 years making surf porn for iconic Aussie magazines, tracks, waves, and surfing world. But perhaps his greatest achievement is sitting opposite your boy, Samini, talking shit on the Ain't That Swell podcast. He's 14 feet and 3 inches of bacon strips and earlobes make him welcome Vaughn Rinscorn Deadly Ain't that swell with Jed and Vaughn? Oh, those guys are back! Get a haircut. Yes, shredheads, waxheads, kooks, and barnies. Welcome to Port Mac Query. Is that right, Vaughn? We're in the right place? I think so, man. Fuck, they said hang a left at the river, but there was fucking ten of the cunts. I got lost. <laughs> and, uh, mate, you don't want to know what's going on out the back of here. Fucking bunch of cock-sucking, banjo-dueling maniacs. I pulled over to ask one guy for directions and he said, uh, mate, uh, do you know how to play the banjo or suck cock? And uh, I'll tell you, it's lucky I grew up in the eastern suburbs and now to suck cock because things could have got weird. I mean, if it wasn't for that uh, statue of the big prawn, I don't know if I would have ever made it here. And uh, by the big prawn, I mean that statue of Mick Campbell. Fucking, what an eyesore. Are you kidding me? I thought the Byron Bay dildo was bad. I mean, Oh, we're off to a flyer. G'day Port Mac, we're definitely in the right place Smithy, we're definitely in the right place But so good to be here, this is our last show of the Up In Smoke Tour Thanks so much for having us guys And uh, yeah mate, I've got a lot of history at Port Mac My uncle used to live here, my cousins lived here We'd come here for like really, you know, fond memories, good times Lots of surfing, but 
I always had a, a soft spot for surfers from Port Mac. I think the first surfer I ever actually cut out of a mag and stuck on my wall was Marcus Prebent. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know where he is right now, but uh, here's to you, Marcus. And, uh, yeah, but uh, I just love the hardcore battlers, mate. They're fighters from this, this area. You got, like, Mick Campbell. Fucking oath, yep. The battler, the fighter. He fucking punched on with Andy Irons. Uh, who else? You got Mick Kane, super coach. Mick O'Rafferty. And uh, Mick, Mick Banting, that's his name, isn't it? Yeah. Lots of mix. Yeah, good ones. But, uh, mate, I'm just so stoked to be here. It's been a big tour. Big shout out to our major supporter on this whole event has been Billabong. They've looked after us. They've been part of this thing since day one. Back in the live shows, we couldn't do it without them. So a round of applause for Billabong. Also want to give a special shout out to Saltwater Wine. Absolute iconic institution here at Port. Mac has done uh, you know, a great job helping us with this tour as well. But obviously, you know, probably everyone here has at some stage gone in there and got something they really need. So epic to uh, have those guys on board as well. Plus the uh, Port Mac Surf Riding Club. So thanks very much, guys. Fucking oath. Come on. Come on. Fucking oath. Core town. Core surf town, Smithy. Big show the Savo, man. Let's just rip into it, eh? Let's get it on. It's time. Fighting out of Colonel via Kulangata. This child prodigy scaled the heights of professional surfing superstardom. Plumed the depths of depression and rose from the dead like Lazarus with a layback on his way to winning one of the greatest world titles in history. Renowned for his inimitable style, a backside bottom turn that could go for days, spanning an entire coastline. He's bigger than Ben Hur, more iconic than Einstein, more classic than King Kong. Please welcome Mark the Raging Bull. On your feet, Port Macquarie, we've got the ball. G'day, Al. G'day, Vaughn. How are you, Dude? mate? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, good. Took the drive last uh, today. Uh, we had the show the last night in Coss. Went really well. And then um, I had a surf on the way down at Sawtell. It's been a good day. Good did stuff, mate. You didn't get lost on the way here, did you? A little bit. <laughs> hey, mate. Um, Always getting lost. They didn't make you play the banjo, did they? <laughs> <laughs> Favourite instrument. Mate, um, Port Mac, have you had much to do with the place? Have you stopped in here Great at all? Great to be back in Port, yeah. I stopped here a few times. Um, got a good friend, Macker, and uh, uh, the saltwater wine um, guy. And, um, yeah, was actually saw him uh, uh, a little while ago. He drove me from um, Newey to the airport. So I was here about, um, I must have been over three years ago because I was on a bit of a bender. Haven't had a drink since then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we had a good time. Always have a good time in Port. Got good friends from Port. Um, your career obviously uh, intersected with a few surfers from Port. You're on tour uh, same time as Mick Campbell. That was when you were doing your comeback. Yeah. What do you remember about surfing against Mick? Yeah, Mick. Uh, oh, he was a hard, hard nut. That boy. Um, you know, really feisty. Him and Powley were 
really good mates. Used to stay together at Get Up to No Good and um, had a few um, good heats with Mick. Uh, actually, the year on my world title, Mick was in the race for that world title and uh, he actually lost his heat in Brazil one afternoon and um, a couple of other guys did too, which coincidentally got me that world title that afternoon. But um, yeah, Mick, uh, Mick Campbell, yeah, great surfer. Really, really good goofy footer. You've surfed against some of the best, I mean, all of the best, uh, you know, mongrels, the real firebrands. Like, and, and people have different sort of tactics when they surf heats. What sort of energy did Mick bring to the water? Yeah, well, Mick uh, had that kind of, um, you know, real uh, pit bull kind of, he was aggressive, you know, and uh, he wouldn't let you get the inside and... Um, he, yeah, he was hard, he, you know, he, he kind of looked like he wanted to fight you, you know. Uh, <laughs> but he was, um, he was good value, yeah. <laughs> yeah the ginger ninja. <laughs> uh, and what about before that, uh, we mentioned Marcus at the top of the show. Uh, you guys were on Billabong, did uh, a couple of Jack McCoy films together and stuff like that. Yep, yep. What uh, do you remember of those days? Yeah, Marcus was a classic. Yeah, that was, feels like another lifetime ago, but we were on the same team, um probably my first in on tour and we had some trips together and he, he was a great surfer too yeah loved his uh his style and um you know uh, yeah he was uh jack him and jack probably didn't get along so good <laughs> but it's hard with jack you know he's a perfectionist and um but yeah marcus he was great beautiful, beautiful mate um yeah, I think we'll uh, we'll get you to chip in. You're, you're, you've been on the show so many I times have. now, and yeah. I'm sure everyone wants to hear stories from you. But what I'm, we're going to do I'm, is, yeah, I've got. I mean, the the crew we've got is fantastic. I've seen them all. Uh, um, I saw Raf. You know, it's great to ha- um, see him. You know, his smiling face is epic, and uh, and that'll be interesting. And um, I saw Matt Banty, and I've got some good questions for Matt. And I love the way Matt surfs, and um, and we got a a character over here. We got Chris Davidson, really good friend of mine. <laughs> And right. we have got an absolute corker story uh, of, uh, of a trip when we were trying to get home from um, LA to Sydney. So, yeah. Okay, well, uh, let's uh, get our first guest up here. He's absolute local royalty. Hit the intro, mate. It's the time. Fighting out of Bonnie Hills. Our next guest is the son of an honest snake oil salesman who sold his own share of lemons on his way to a junior world title. He knocked Slater at reunion, went searching for a bunch of headsick fucking maniacs. He's a World Tour veteran, in the words of Dane Beaver, the Avalonian monk. He serves like Sade, he's one smooth operator. Please welcome to the stage, Darren Dessa! Righto, Dazza Raff. Great to see you, man. It's been so long. It's been so, so long. Can't Absolutely, remember. mate. I can't believe it. You're looking, haven't changed a bit, Yeah, mate. yeah. No. See you went bald. <laughs> My hair just bit. got more lush and more golden. Look at that. Can I swap you? Um, <laughs> mate, uh, there's so much to talk about with you, but um, just before we get into y- your life and career, uh, how you been? What have you been up to? Yeah, mate, I've been really good. Thanks for asking. Um, 
I'm a lifeguard these days here in Port, which is unreal. Love it. Um, we've actually just been uh, had the go to go through winter as lifeguards here at Town Beach, which is just amazing. Um, yeah, get great waves and um, yeah, you know, Port is epic, and all you know, all these lads here—they're all the Port boys, and so good to see them. Um, you know, I've known them since I was like this big, so and they're just always been legends, and stoked to be here. Unreal, mate. Well, uh, let's get into it. We're going to uh, go through your life in five magic steps. We call them the finger buns on the potty. Finger buns are just sitting in a room. They're sweet and sticky and absolutely delicious. Finger buns, finger buns. Feed your face in your finger buns. Number five. Junior Series Hamad, man, the big wig from Bonnie Hills, mate. You're a, a, a big gun in the Junior Series uh, back in the day at a time when, you know, fuck, there were some big names uh, on the series. Taj Burrow was one of your sparring partners. Um, talk to us about that period, I guess. What are your memories of uh, doing the series? Uh, well, I mean, it was, I was still at school um, and I got to go, like, Back then, the junior series was kind of like New South Wales, Goldie, um, Vico, South Oz. Um, I can't remember going to West Oz, but the Billabong junior series, it was at the time. Ock was there with Margo doing all the free surfing kind of bits in between, which is just like, you know, as... Actually, when I started, it wasn't the Billabong junior series, it, and then the Billabong, like, they sponsored it, and that's when Ock and... Margo started coming around and all the grommets were like, oh my God, Ockie and fucking Margo are coming to this contest. And a few of other, other lads as well came along with them. I think um, Jay was there and uh, a couple of other, um, Robbo, Simon Robinson. What was the story the there? So Ock was on the comeback trail while you were doing the junior series, is that right? Yeah, yeah, well, it must have been. It must have been, gosh, mid, early 90s, mid 90s. Yes, I was, yeah. Yeah. Correct. So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like we'd grown up as kids, like watching all these Billabong movies, Bunyip Dreaming, all Jack McCoy's movies, and then you know all of a sudden we're we're going to the contest, and and Ock and Margot are doing the free surfing, and um, you know those guys like like you say Taj was there, um, the older guys were um, like Trent Munro, Lee Winkler, even older, but like I can still remember when I was probably a lot younger. Um, you had Jay Phillips, Simon Robinson, um, Chad Edsar, guys like that. You know, Mick Maltzen, <laughs> Bo Emerton, Mick Maltzen, he is right down there. I can see him. Legend from Foster. Um, yeah, so it was just, it was epic. It was epic. Man, it was like, I don't think junior surfers ever had a period like it, like before or since. You guys were on this sort of, uh, this cresting wave where everyone started buying into potential. And it was pre-GFC, there was a lot of money around. And you kids, man, you were high schoolers. I remember Fanning signed like a six-figure contract when he was 16. Like shit was just, it was like you guys were just let loose in uh, Wonka land. Uh, w what was the energy like? Were you guys, did it feel like that? Did you feel like you were just living the most magic life imaginable? Yeah, I think, um, you know, like I was... Probably like 17, 18, 19, like when I, when I got to travel overseas. 
Um, I was probably seven, 16, I think. It was my very first over, like went to Hawaii. It was my first over tree, overseas trip. Um, stayed at Macala Jones's house. I think Bosco was staying there too. So like, you know what Bosco's like, he just knows everyone and everything. So that was massive. And the Macca twins were there. Uh, Kobe Graham was there. Um, Tommy Witz was around. But um, yeah, there was, well, you're, when Mick came into it, that was probably a couple of years later. But, um, yeah, it went massive. It went crazy, you know, like Paco, Mick, the money was... They were getting, like, crazy money and, and everything kind of blew out. But it was amazing kind of time in pro surfing for that changeover because it was nearly like a 10-year kind of thing that they hadn't seen change over to that kind of those younger guys coming through at such a level like Joel obviously you know like and and then when they came onto it like he started winning the CTs really quickly and QS's like that um yeah it was it was a, it was an amazing time to be a part of you know and how amazing. fierce were the rivalries and the the competition in those junior events because they, they were big money like if you won a junior event you'd get something like between five and eight grand yeah. it was crazy yeah. I mean were you guys like actually engaged in really serious battles with each other? It was, that's all we knew, was competing, you know. Like we'd come out of school or we're still at school, we had coaches and it was just like you'd break that 20 minutes down into four sections and the first five minutes you do this, next five minutes you do this, next five minutes you do this, and like it was just kind of it was ruthless it was gnarly you know and um yeah like if you were making the quarter semis finals uh, it was that that was the goal every time every single time is to to make that type that you know that end of the pointy end of the stick obviously but um yeah, yeah, exactly mate uh sorry smithy i just wanted to ask uh, there was a few characters who have gone on to do their own pathway in your generation, one of them was Rasta. He was winning those pro junior events. Did you see the, that he was going to spin off from competition or was he an absolute beast in heats? Rasta was... It's like he kind of had that earlier than anyone else. It was weird. Like, he was 15, 16 and winning that under-18 stuff. And, um, and then as he got older, he kind of drifted away from that but I mean, I, I mean he didn't really drift away from me but after that he did but yeah he was, it was he won the under 16 world junior title you know and I, I bet you not many people know that he was such a competitive surfer like he was an amazing competitive surfer like crazy unbelievable I actually did my first year of the QS with Rasta and Grant Hudson and Mick Kane. There was four of us in this old Renault. You know, we went through the whole of Europe together and it was weird. Like, Rasta was like the Jim Morrison of freaking... That was weird, yeah. It was crazy. What a bunch, you know, a caravan. It was, but, yeah, uh, um, it was Burley Boy, huh? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so it must have been... That's where he got his competitive edge from. Must have been. And, Ock, what did you, like, you, you know, you'd come off tour and uh, you'd, you'd had your time sort of in this wilderness and then, yeah, the, your first steps to uh, basically rebuilding your career that first time was going along as a billabong rider yeah. to these junior events. Was that an eye-opener for you? Yeah, it was, it was an inspiration um, to see uh, all these, you know, the fresh new crop, 
come on and uh, you know lifted me because Margot and I would do the expression session before the final and we'd always be around on that finals day and um, to see them ripping was um, just uplifting for me. So it helped me, yeah, big time. And it was such an intense period of competition, as you were saying, in the Junior Series. It correlated directly to uh, a golden age of Australian competitive surfing. You know, it yielded a number of world titles. How much of a stepping stone was the Junior Series to world title uh, and world tour success, Daz? Uh, it was massive, you know. Like, it was pretty much... Oh, gosh, there wasn't many guys that weren't on that Junior Tour that, you know, didn't go on to that... <coughs> There, there might have been a couple that weren't right at that pointy end that, that, that went on, but, um, yeah, massive, massive stepping stone, you know. It was huge. It was like a full proper tour, junior series. It was everywhere. Like, these, it was in tracks. It was, you know, it was, it was massive, you know. I mean, when I, in the early days, like, you go to the end of the tracks and just look for the results, Cadet Cup or, you know, the junior in black and white, and you, you see your name, like, yeah, you know. <laughs> And did it stack up in terms of intensity to the World Tour? Like, is there any memorable heats uh, from your time on the Junior Series that, you know, fully stood up to the, the highs of the highs of the World Tour? That's a deep question, Jed. <laughs> I'm a deep, 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 deep motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's it, it definitely... Um, it's a long time ago, and, you know, obviously, once you... Went through the QE. Yeah, I was going to say, once you've had 10,000 beers, it's yeah. really hard to remember. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, um, yeah, obviously there, there are a few. I, like, I remember um, being in that junior series, actually, we went... And then we went on to a Hawaiian... Um, the, I don't know if it was a world title or what it was, but there was myself, Wink, Trent, Phil, Macca... Oh, I think there was someone else, and we went over, and it was on the west side. They had a titles there, and I don't know if Andy won. Yeah, did Andy win it? Maybe. Yeah. Oh, I can't imagine him being too stoked to see a pro junior rock up on the west side of. Oh, I know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, and they ran it, and this left hander, and Andy won it in the end. My but only point. Yeah, yeah, and there was, yeah, there was a shark scare and all kinds of things. There was no jet skis or anything like that. But that kind of stands out. Those junior with the international guys stands out um and that like when i think back to being on cd and that and that that kind of is in my memory of doing that like we all stayed in this unit in honolulu together it was hilarious and we drive out to the west side every day just like in this little bloody all the boards in the bay it was just hilarious yeah and just going back quickly to that first trip to hawaii you touched on it before what are your memories of that trip i mean it's such a raw joint especially from a for a kid from Bonnie Hills at, I don't know how old you were, 16, 15, 17, something like that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it was, I didn't know what to expect. And back then you'd arrive uh, pretty late at night and you'd drive down. I think Bosco picked us up in the old Chevrolet van, like full, like, rape van, like, you know. <laughs> but they'd drive over there in America, you know what they're like. And um, <laughs> we got down, um, yeah, just couldn't sleep, obviously, because it's like you'd, staying right on the bloody on the beach and it's just like the loudest um waves you've ever heard breaking there so you just like like grommet 15 16 going what the hell is out the front door it sounds like a you know, but um yeah that that first trip was really intense um but you know what i'm pretty sure like 
Oh, that might have been a few years later when um what the, that year Don Donny Solomon at that that so yeah the same trip. Um, John Jones, McCullough's dad, he said, like, it was massive, 20 foot North Shore, huge. And he said, let's go over to the west side to surf some little joint that, it, that, that he knew through the army barracks. He had a pass to go through the army barracks. And so we were there in no time. But on our way, we stopped at Waimea. And um, that big set that came through and that Donnie Solomon died and we saw it all go down right on the beach. And we we're just grommets and we we're up on the, at Waimea looking down in the bay and just going what's going on down there, you know, and just, it was so gnarly, it was just crazy watching that happen, and, you know, obviously it was, that was like one of the first, like, I don't know, obviously it wasn't one of the first guys that, that, that you know, big reported kind of um, deaths there at Waimea, but, it, you know, to see it as a grommet going down, it was crazy. What you, what did you make the pipe final that year? I can't remember if it was that year. Oh, you're asking the wrong guy. Yeah, no, <laughs> remember when you're running up the beach? Like, I think it was 95. Was it? Yeah. It might have been that year. I think it was 95. Yeah, and we got to see up, mate, the final at Pipe as I, well. I can't know? even imagine what it, you know, you're a kid, you're in Hawaii, and you go to Waimea Bay, the most fearsome wave ever, and you see someone die. Like, that's, that's got to have a lasting impression on you. Absolutely. Oh, did you surf in the 86 Billabong Pro that got moved yes, to Waimea Bay? Yes, I sure did, yeah. yeah that was, um, we knew Donnie too, that was a really sad day. We did, you know, um, I didn't wasn't out there that day, but I was. Um, it was around the time of you know I I had a board for Waimea, and I think I was surfing on the east side that day. But um, yeah, we, I had my board made from Al Chapman. It was a Dick Brewer. He always put Dick Brewer stickers on it, and and it was a nine o. And um, I surfed Waimea a bit because I knew kind of we had to, you know, and uh, never expecting to surf out there in a contest. But the Billabong Pro one year was. A mobile event for that year. It was Pipeline Sunset and um, Waimea, and we woke up one day and it was on at Waimea. It was huge. It was like 25, 30 feet, so clean. And, and like there was heaps of guys that didn't have boards. Gary Green didn't have a board. Uh, Bryce Ellis, I think. And like, and Greeny was in my heat. And it was like the hugest clean upset came through. There was one in the morning that, that um, Robbie Bain nearly um, drowned on. And then, um, uh, and then, the huge, oh, like I was like, it's going to be peaking in the middle of the day, which it kind of was, and the huge set came through. Greeny didn't want to go out, but we got him aboard. Anyway, I'm paddling out, and I saw the whole ocean like just go dark, and it was as tall as, way taller than this, and um, I just paddled for the horizon, and I was like, I'm going to make it over, and I paddled and paddled and paddled, and um, and I'm like, shit, where's Greeny? Anyway, I turn around and MR's taking the first wave and then I'm like, it was 20 foot and I'm looking down and going, oh shit, and I just got over it. And then I got over the next one and Derek Ho took it and the wave closed out the bay. He rode it right up the beach. I heard the, um, the crowd screaming and then I'm like, Green, he, he's, if he's paddled out, he's going to drown. Anyway, he didn't go out and um, lucky and uh, I told him, yeah, I was, like, I was like, settle down, settle down. He was so nervous but... Um, Anyway, that, yeah, that was an unbelievable day and um, it ended up, I think MA ended up winning that event at um, Waimea, but I mean, I got a couple of waves in my heat, um, you know, uh, and, um, but it was, a scare, it was scary out there. No one was ready for it. The guys that didn't go out, their careers, careers were kind of over because yeah, like, the, the sponsors just like, went, oh, no, nah, not good enough. 
But, I mean, it's a big ask. That's crazy, isn't it? Like, I mean, in this day and age, you probably wouldn't cop it. People would be down with it. But it's like you just said, you know, you're scratching over these waves. You're looking for your mate and you're going, he's, he's going to drown if he's on the inside. And then he didn't go out and you're like, thank God. But yeah, it ruined his career. He, yeah, it actually, yeah. he, he went down a lot of notches in people's books. But um, That's crazy to think about because uh, I guess the modern comparisons, the 2012 uh, Fiji event where the, the tour, most of the tour opted not to surf and... I don't know. No one lost their fucking spawner. True. <laughs> now, yeah. no one's got a spawner. My favourite story from that day is Bainey uh, paddling out, getting caught by a clean-up set and getting washed all the way back to the beach and just running up to his car and grabbing out the Winnie Reds and just <laughs> ripping the skins off him. Oh, fistful like, of them, wasn't it? Yeah. Legend, has it? Yeah, he's just like he nearly drowned. He can't breathe. What's the first thing you do? Winnie Reds, the highest tar count of any cigarette in the world. <laughs> And what's the, what's the threat at YMA? So in terms of like a fatality, is it, it's just the hold down from copping a top to bottom 25 footer on the head. Is that what uh, killed uh, Sullivan? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Um, oh, I think he... He must have knocked his Yeah, I think he must have knocked his head on his board or something. No one, I, I don't know what the autopsy was, but uh, yeah. I, I, I should, but I can't remember. But uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's the hold down for hold sure. Down. But, yeah, maybe, you know, a lot of, you know, we lost um, a good friend of mine, Mark Fuin, um at Mavericks, a wave that I'd never surfed. But he, you know, took that big drop and um, he winded himself, might have caught the board in the head. It's, it was hard to say, but uh, big waves, it's usually the hold down or, or a knock to the head. Number four. Hindy the headhunter going upriver. Up the Hastings River to find you, Darren O'Rafferty, down here at Bonnie Hills, mate. Derek Hind, uh, yeah, what are your memories of him? Oh, well, I mean, obviously, I would, I've, you know, as a grommet, Derek Hind was one of the kind of guru kind of, you know, um, of surfing. Uh, a lot of, did a lot of journalist stuff too, didn't he? Right, writing and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah he basically uh, wrote off every single surfer <laughs> in the 44 except for Tom Carroll. No chance, no chance, no chance. Definite. Oh, yeah. Oh, where's Tom Carroll from? Newport. <laughs> Fucking Derek Hines' home beach. Did you ever get rinsed in the power rankings, or? Big your pardon? Did you ever cop a hiding from Derek Hines' power rankings? <laughs> no. I mean, oh, I wasn't listening. He was my coach for a while, but uh, just in one ear, out the other. But um, at the time that he sponsored you, there was the Rip Curl Grom search or something, and he was basically travelling around like uh, in this little gypsy caravan, and and he spotted you guys. And uh, what, what was that first meeting like? Do you, yeah. you remember going, this guy's? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Like um, I think it was before the Grom searches, but yeah, he he rocked up on the doorstep. Um, I don't know. I think Dad must have put out some. You know, um, my old man must have put out some resumes to a few of the companies when me and my brother were only grommets, you know. It was um, like, I must have been bloody hell. Like 12 or 13 maybe when I got sponsored by Rip Curl. Um, and Mick was two years younger than me. Um, but yeah, Derek rocked up to, and he wanted to watch us go surfing. So he rocked up at mum and dad's house in Rodley Street in Bonnie Hills in a van that said Davo's Ding Repairs up the side. It was his old boy with Derek Hine. And um, we went over and had a surf and, yeah, um, 
We end up getting sponsored by Ripco, which is pretty sick. Did you, for come, a girl did you come in from that first surf and he just said, I've just written this note. I don't even know. World title, no chance. <laughs> 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 just an incident. Um, yeah, I mean, we were talking about Hind as a, a bit of a character and he, he coached Doc. Did he, did he leave you with any like lasting advice or, or give you anything that you sort of. It's pretty. No, I am. Um, no, he's just got kind of like this. Yeah, like. I remember going to Bell's and he was driving the van and, yeah, with a few of the others, you know, Rip Curl guys and, yeah, he just all everything he kind of said was kind of just really left field and, and different. And, a bit um, esoteric for a 15-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> talking about chakras and fucking yeah. intervals. And for a grommet, know. yeah. What's esoteric mean? Yes, uh, it is slang for some kind of a <laughs> bell end, I believe. <laughs> Derek by name, Derek by nature. Oh, we'll three. move on from Derek. Number three. Searching with a bunch of fucking madmen on the Rip Curl search. And uh, one of them's actually here tonight. Let's get him up. Let's get him up. Chris Davo, get up here. Kings with Black. Davo. Where are you, mate? Chris, here he is. Davidson. North Narrabeen's finest. Are you kidding me? Forward royalty in the house. Does uh, the search, I mean, far it's one thing to be a grommet doing the QS, getting bucks beyond belief. You know, you're probably getting paid more than half your mates at home who are doing trades or whatever. And then you put on the search, just, the, you know, this dream to go and surf perfect waves. Round of applause for Davo, everyone. Come on over. But then you just put on this carnival boat cruise to wherever you want to go. Tell us about it, mate. Was it... Yeah, what well, I mean, like? as a grommet, like, watching all those Sonny Miller surf movies, search movies, all that, like, Davo was, like, one of my favourite surfers, obviously. Like, he was everyone's favourite surfer, besides Ock and a few of the no, other. wasn't. And, and, you know, and then to, like, when, like, I was probably 19 or 20, or probably older, actually, when I first met Dave. So, like, Dupe Brain, remember? When did Dupe Brain come out? All those old movies, man. They were, yeah. like... They were yeah, that's, sick. like, late 90s. Yeah. Late 90s, yeah. Did Shorty do them? Uh, Dan Webster, Noodles. Yeah, Dan Webster. Yeah, yeah, right. Like, they, those movies for grommets, like, we Don't were just, you? like, look at these... Like, they, were, they were amazing. They, like, that's what just... Every day, you just come and watch those movies. I mean, you watch this, the um, poor specimen movies, but then... The Australians started bringing out these movies with these guys in it, and um, and and like, I would never have thought that I was going to meet guys like Davo, and like, you never thought you're going to meet a guy like this guy here, like far out, and um, and then Pauly, you know, those kind of guys. It was just like it, it was amazing, and then yeah, so um, those search movies, watching these guys doing that, and then to be a part of it was just like an absolute like. Yeah, it was a fairy tale, pretty and, much, you know. And you guys became pretty much the best of mates. Still, I mean, you guys still see much of each other anymore? Well, he, he lives down the coast, so we try to like, catch up when we can, but he's so busy with the children because he's a stay-at-home dad. He does his thing, but um, we always try to have a surf, and you know what I mean? It's, it's good when we, we get to have a surf, but talking about the old rip curl days, like growing up first with, like, with Karen and everyone, like Karen, like... How could you have anything else better than surfing with Tom Curran? Like, really? Yeah, man, you were 13 and going on trips with Tom Curran, right? Yeah. Like 13 that's where, years old. That's where I found my rail game and he helped... Like, 
Fucking hell. Fucking hell. Not that mate. kind of rail game, all right? <laughs> <laughs> that, that happened later. But we'll leave it at that. Um, no, but like... Well punned. What did you say? I said well punned. Well, well punned. No, but like hanging out with Tommy was just amazing. Like, like travelling with him was like such an inspiration. And getting to surf with someone like that and surfing with Oki, which I did... Um, you know, like you, you, it's almost like you, you're a grommet and you don't even believe like what's going on. Like it's, it's in, like inspirational. Yeah, like. It, it trips me out your your story, Davo, because you were like a big name in surfing when you were 13, and like only a few people really understand that. Ocknose, like when you you're 13, by the time you're 15, you're you're already travelling the world with the search. You're you're off with Karen. You're off with all these people. It's it's just a it's such a different reality. It's so alternate to what anyone else is experiencing. I mean, I got a chance with Rip Curl, like Doug Warbrick and Brian Singer, like took me under their wing. And then all of a sudden I'm surfing with uh, Tom Curran and uh, Damien Harbin, like looked after me at first, Frankie Oberhoser. And doing all those search trips, like was amazing. Like I was a young kid, like going away, like left school, like I didn't do the work. Like, I had all my stuff to do, like schoolwork. Imagine doing an algebra when it's fucking like bloody did it. I was, try, I was trying to size up the waves, like algebra. Like, come on, I'm doing like one foot, two foot. Oh, it's ten foot. I mean, I wasn't that good at that way. I'm, X divided by Y <laughs> equals Mondo Cone. I'm out there. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like you still want to do it. I do. I, I, I remember my, one of my first trips with Tom Curran. He's like... You need, you need a bigger board, son. I'm like, what do you mean? It's like 10, 15, 10 12 foot at Bower. And I'm like, it's a 610. He goes, you're going to need a bigger board. So first wave I took off on, like, made the drop, pulled it in the barrel the size of a mat trail, like this in here, and I just got crumpled up. I got crumpled up. And then he's like, I paddled back over and he goes, you need my 7.3 Morris skull. And I was like, and then I got my best picture, like, so, yeah, I remember that. You remember that? Yeah, yeah. sick shot. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Um, anyway, let me ask yeah. Dave O. Um, thank you, Morris Cole. And thank you, Tommy, for trying to help a young bloke out. Oh, fucking oath. You've opened the core crypt there. That is an yeah. incredible, incredible tale, man. But then he paddles out on a fucking 5 9. <laughs> Tommy Peterson slides around like a bloody. I'm like, what the hell is this guy doing? That's right. one of the most iconic sessions in the history of surf films. I mean, what was it like to sit there and watch it unfold and play a part in it? Oh, it was amazing just sitting out there with Tommy Curran having a surf. Like, we were, like, taking wave for wave. But I was, like, a little bit sort of, like, on rail where he was just fucking sliding into barrels. And, and then I was watching back on the boat and he was, like, sneaking in my room and I was wondering what was going on. <laughs> I knew what was going on, but I don't want to tell you all. But... Hashish, hashish, marijuana, marijuana. Yeah, well, maybe a bit of hashish out there. Hashish, hashish, hashish. So, Mister, Mister. We all know what Tommy is like, and he's yes, he's different. <laughs> well he, said. And you know who else knows about? Ock knows Tommy too well. Yes. Don't ya? Yeah. You've had so many rivalries. You've had so many rivalries down at Bell's Beach when I was young watching this. Going bang for bang, rusty billabong, whatever you're on, and you were going vertical as he's on the black Almeric fucking. It was just crazy oh, stuff. The black beauty. And that was an inspiration to all our surfing. 
That black beauty, eh? Hey, give me nightmares. Want to oh, want to soap that board up? I, re- <laughs> I reckon you should have signed and take, <laughs> took his board. Off. Hey, but um, Dave, like, what about uh, one of your best results was uh, Mundaka? Was actually not at Mundaka that day. It was at Bacchio, yeah, the backup vent. Against event. that little Brazilian, no, Adrian. Adrian uh, so how did that final go down for you? Yeah, oh, it shit me to tears, to tell you the truth. <laughs> the little Brazilian's that fucking fast around the... As if I'm going to be able to beat like a little guinea pig against an old goat. Like, I'm not going to be able to get that little Brazilian. You know what they're like. You know what they're like these days. They're that fast and out of the fucking... Oh, pepped up on Mountain Dew and who knows what else. Oh, hey. Uh, ten, ten Red Bulls and a bloody... Oh. At least. <laughs> and, um, and, and, a bit, Raph, and a bit of Galician. And Raph, refresh my memory. What was your best result on tour? How many years were you on tour for? Um, I, I think I was five years. Oh, yeah. Um, best result. I, I, I didn't get past the... Quarterfinal in the CT. I uh, made a couple of quarterfinals, but yeah, never, never made a pass. Oh, and a I was quarters where at? What was quarters? Well, I made, a, I made a quarter um, in Japan. Japan, that's and right. Trestles. Was it under the bridge? Yeah, that year. Yeah, that's yeah, right. That year, that year. Yeah. Um, yeah. And um, a year at Trestles, and I remember I was in a quarter against Kelly, and I. And I needed a six, and I fell on my last turn and got a five point eight, and and like in the last ten seconds, devastated. How long's that stay with you for? Oh, it haunts me. But yeah, you can't sleep at night. The, the, there's a couple of quarterfinals. I just want to beat you. <laughs> and then that one in um, the reunion where I beat beat Kelly in the court in the, the round before the quarters. There you go. There you go. And then got yeah. And then Mick beat me in the quarter after this bloody. I beat Kelly and that was like a five-day lay day, lay, lay, like it went flat for a week, you know, and I was yeah. like... Oh, I was, uh, I was, <laughs> Beating yeah. the goat must feel so good, man. Did he, did he, uh, <laughs> did he have any... <laughs> like, one of our favourite topics on this podcast is talking about no, surfing. Right, it's about the goat, surfing <laughs> against him, how he gets into your head. <laughs> what do you remember about that? That particular heat, when you knew you had him on toast, was he talking to you? Was he trying to rattle you? Was there anything going on that well, you remember? Well, I think he always does that to everyone, doesn't he, Kelly? I mean, like, talk to this guy about it. He's done it multiple oh, can times. We, can we no please? no leg rope and 20-foot waves. So let's... Yeah. No, uh, we got to talk about that heat, Dave. Yeah, we? absolutely. Uh, we'll go back to that in a second. Yeah, no, well, yeah. Well, I mean, when I did it, I was just like, you know, you come in, you're a grommet. I was only probably 24, 25, and I was just like... Had the biggest grin on my face for days and days and days. So, um, yeah, it was, you know, one of the things that doesn't Do you feel like happen. just hanging up the rashy and going, that was done. <laughs> Don't even need to worry about the rest of the comp. Exactly, you know, that's it's the feeling you get, you know, for sure. But, um, yeah, I mean, he's done it before, but this guy's done it on some pretty yeah. radical circumstances. Well, let's, let's talk about that, man. That's that, that heat where... You, I, I don't know, it was, it was a wild card. What, you weren't even on tour yet. You walk out of the dunes at Johanna. You're up against the, the world Well, I was champ. actually uh, had a new board. Yeah, brand Michael. new, unwaxed board. Unwaxed board. I was too late for my heat. Didn't have a leggy. Oh, Classic well, Davo. And I've got, I got to admit, mate, I was a grommet. I was smoking... Yeah, Shit tons of weed. Oh, smoking something. I don't know. What, oh, yeah, smoking. Lung and hotties in the dunes. Just put down the orchy and charge straight out for your heat and wax the goat. Are you kidding me? 
I, I had a bit better than that. I had a big glassy, so. Oh, you took the glassy? You travelled with the glassy? I mean, it was yeah, the 90s. It was, I was in the VP Commodore, my first one, so. <laughs> Did you have a special uh, holder for it in the Commodore? Was there a, a special place reserved for the, the glass bong? In the back seat, in the bag, yeah. 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 For in sure. the baby seat. For sure, for sure. For sure. But the crazy thing is, you're not just... You're not just got your heat against Kelly. It's your second heat. You'd mate, already mate. We're in the what is it? 80s, 90s. That's what it? goes on. But you'd already beaten him once in round one. This is round two. It's elimination. At Johanna, yeah. At Johanna, and you paddle out on a board you've never surfed, unwaxed. I heard that you had a leggy that was like a YME cord, and Noodles just said, "There's no way you're using it. Go out without it." Yeah, I went out with. Yeah, went and out. You paddle out. Basically eight minutes late for your heat, and you just took it apart. You went absolutely bananas. He got pretty and cranky. was so rattled. He, he got was, pretty cranky. He gave, he got cranky, he gave he? the judges the bird. I think he got a five thousand dollar fine, and he didn't like me from much then. Holy shit! Goat bird to the judges, Vaughn. He did. Goat bird. <laughs> wow. The goat turned in to a goat. It should have been G A. Angry goat. It was a very angry. <laughs> he almost grew horns. Uh, little known, a little known story. That's one of the rare times where Kelly uh, got boozed after a loss. He, he went and got really hammered and he fell asleep at the uh, tracks house, which I was just a grommet. And uh, Matt George was staying there and he comes into the, into the lounge room and we're all sitting there. He's like, oh man, Kelly's really wasted. He's just passed out in my bedroom. And I just looked at Ridgeway and went, Fuck, man, we've got to shave his eyebrows. Good work. Uh, and Too Rich, many Ridgeway goes to me, nah, man, don't disrespect the champ. And years later, I was telling that story. He goes, fuck, I wish we shaved his eyebrows. Mate, I would have. You should have invited me there. I would have. I know you would have. <laughs> um, do, do you, like, when you think back to that heat, because your world just changed. You just were, like, all of a sudden, just, you know, no one could believe that you'd pulled off that outrageous sequence of events and beaten the defending world champ. Well, it was Rip, 94. Well, Rip Curl still wanted me to do the tour. I've been the search. So it was a little bit of a hard game. Like, like they wanted me to start on the search with Tommy and then, like, kind of compete. And then I said, no, I want to I actually compete. So then I went on to, like, doing all the tour and, like, hooking up with Doc. Me and Oki had a really good one. You want to hear about that one? Yeah. Yeah, no. So in South Africa, this, this, <laughs> hey, this is when Oki, this, this, this is Oki, he was on tour. But he wanted to do the WQS at Durban. <laughs> I had the inside position, but he told me, it's my way, he told me. I remember it clearly. <laughs> so I got him on an interference. Well played. Hey, he, he was cranky at Uncle Davo. He oh, was... mate. We'd had a bit of a party for a few days before that too, and then... <laughs> And I was just not ready for that. And I flew home. Actually, I flew home. No, you oh. didn't. I thought you went to straight up. No, after that, you went to JB. Oh, actually, yeah. You did, to because I, co I couldn't get there because I was trying to win that. But you lost and you were straight down to the big one. That was the one I wanted to get to with you. <laughs> anyway, we've got to top it off because Dave and I became really good friends. And then one day uh, after Trestles, right, we're both out of the event. And uh, we want to get home. Um, so we book our flight to Sydney. And uh, Can we... I get a lift home with you, Ock? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this could be trouble. I'm buckled. Trouble right here. Anyway, 
So we're having beers and up to no good in the car. We're on the fight. On the 305, on the 405, trying to get onto the 5. We get on the 5. We end up in Compton. Yeah, no. <laughs> we, we missed the airport turn off and we ended up in Inglewood. Oh, mate. It With was our put, two big board bags on the roof. And then and I, we pull up at this liquor store and Dave, I said, I'm not getting out. And I'm no. like, come on, get out and ask directions. He's like, I'm not fucking getting out. You Ooh, get these out. two white cunts driving That's around with coffins on the top of their car. You, you said, oh, I'm not getting out. you got to get out, Dave, though. So I, I got out. I said, I walked in. I said, hello, big fella, black fellas. How are you going? Just like a sheepish. Like, how, do, how do we get to Compton? What? What do you want? I was so scared. And I walked into the, into the place. I said, got to just get a couple of tallies. A couple of tallies. And then, and then I walked out and I said, the boys, it is 50, 50 US. Can you just tell us how to get back on the highway up to the... Airport. Oh, it's fucking... To the airport. No, oh, anyway, it was a, uh, anyway, I with that we didn't pull that one off, so we went to the next place. I walked in there, the lady just went, no, 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 no white people allowed in here. Oh. Big African gangsters just looking at us with the boards in our roof. Lucky we had them because they didn't know what was in the board bags. <laughs> and uh, and we're just like, we are so lost. And then eventually... We got, we we, got no, there. No, I got you to jump in a taxi and I followed the taxi to the airport. <laughs> That's why it's the 99 world <laughs> champ, ladies and gentlemen. Always thinking. Always thinking. Oh. <laughs> and then Qantas said, come up, Mr. Okalupa. Come up, Mr. Davidson. They, they upgraded us. <laughs> and then what happened? Oh, we were sitting pretty all the way to Sydney. <laughs> Double bourbons. Um, yeah, and, you know, you know, you know what happens from there. Mm. Yeah, we were going. We got yeah. home, they safe, remember? Yes, we did. The, the, the dogs didn't like us at the Sydney Airport. No, no, no. no. Fair tangent. Fair tangent. But we, we got through fine. They all... I, no, the big, the, big bo- the big dogs come and said, Mr. Ocalupo, you got to go to Queensland. Davo, you go home. Yeah. I said, I'm all out home. Yeah, one of my one of my uh, favourite stories at the airport is when Bilesy came back from overseas oh, and the, the dogs were going mad on his bag and he just he didn't he didn't know that they had dogs in the airport so he just booted out of the way and get off me bag you fucking mutt <laughs> just kicked it. <laughs> oh yeah, next thing he's been over in the back room. <laughs> yeah, what's in your? Uh... Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yep, yep. <laughs> Silly move by old Bilesy. Uh, let's rewind, though, back to the search, because you guys are actually on one together. I remember uh, blowing up was a staple of the Smithy household. Me and my mum used to sit there all day watching it and passing the bong between us. <laughs> but, um, yeah, what do you remember of that trip? Tamayo Perry, Nathan Hedge, Dane Beaver, Mick Fanning, Davo. Uh, fuck, it was a, a loose crew. Yeah, I think we did that South Africa. Were you on that South Africa? Remember we went up to Elam's Bay and all through that with Mick Ray? I think I missed that one. I think you were the Frankie. Must have been Hulk. No, yeah, were you there? I thought you were there with that I, one. I thought I did the Madagascar one. Yeah, oh, yeah, you did the Madagascar one with Powell. There was and too that many trips. Stuff. There was that many, yeah. So, um, <laughs> you're the one I did with Beaver. I was at the Andaman Islands. It was me, Tamayo, um, yeah, yeah. Hog, and Dustin Barker. Barker was there. Yeah, yeah, Dustin from Hawaii. Yeah, yeah Barker yeah. was a legend. He was a champion. Um, but I remember Elan's made that left. Yeah, 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 that's where 
um, Mick Ray was like the main guy that took us up there. In all the remember the old when you go to Africa, it's South Africa, the big van, the V Dub yeah. transit vans, and up to Cape. Yeah, so Inland Bay is on the full side of South Africa. So like you got the Atlantic side, is it where the big waves are, and on the other side, they get the different swells on that full yeah. space side. Hey, yeah, yeah, and it was amazing. And they had, it was <coughs> we're going past this big fence beach, and we're like, why is there big fences there? And they're like, no one's allowed in there because diamonds can wash up on the beach oh, and on no beach. one's allowed to go that was there. on the beach, yeah. yeah. We're not, we weren't allowed on the beach. Yeah, because, like, you they had chunks of di- They had chunks of diamonds that big. Yeah. Like, massive. What? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, they were sucking them off the, off the bottom of the ocean. Wow, like illegally or...? What? Yeah, that's illegal. It's the only spot that you can do it. Fuck. And if you... And if you and if, <laughs> and Davo's first wife, you should have seen the diamond she got. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Don't know where that went. <laughs> Where's freaking Vaughn Blakey gone? He doesn't like our stories? Oh, I think he's, uh, I don't know, I think he might have had a little Busted. bump of that Port Macquarie goodness and he's uh, on, the, on the toilet seat. He's got diarrhoea, so I don't know what you put in that stuff, but uh, it's terrible for the bowels. But, uh, man, sharing space with Tamayo Perry and Dustin Barker, uh, you know, what was that like? And what have you made of Barker's career trajectory, if you want to call it that? I mean, he's like a fucking... Uh, he's like Che Guevara reincarnated or something over there in the uh, islands. Is he UFC fighting now, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He, he, yeah he fought he's UFC and he ran for governor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep, of Kauai. Yeah, he's uh, He's, he's always epic. passionate, yeah. really passionate guy, Dustin. And like as a grommet, when he was 16, when I first met him, he was... Oh, thanks for he, coming, he, mate. He came... Uh, where's where's Ryan? He, um, he, I think he came from a real... Like his family in Kauai, like he... Provided the, you know, his fisherman and yeah, um, S- single mom. I think he actually grew yeah. up living with uh, Titus Kinamaka. Was like there, yeah. Uh, was, yeah. It was a share house with him basically and his mom. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, Dustin. Hats off to Dustin. I, I think he's a champion. Eh? Like he came from really poor, went through. You know, like he was kind of in the shadow of Brucey and and like he was there. Like he was my age. But like Bruce and Andy like made Kauai massive, you know, and then that, and then people found out about Kauai and there was Roy Powers and Dustin. Um, oh, there was another young fellow sponsored by Rip Curl that my brother used to when he was team manager at Rip Curl. Um, Kyle Barger? Kyle Ramey. Yeah, Ramey. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he's a legend as well, absolutely. He's just like a little mini Barker. <laughs> Lakey knows. But um <laughs> Yeah, so, um, yeah, after the Irons brothers made Kauai massive, there was a lot... That was so different than the North Shore, wasn't it? Oua- the Kauai compared to Oahu, like, the personalities that came out of that island were different than the Oahu, North Shore, kind of gnarly... You know, you had... It was weird, North Shore, like... Yeah, well, so they were the wolf pack, and they, they came over and dominated the North Shore... In um, surfing-wise and other thing-wise too. Yeah, that wolf pack whistle, man. It, it was the last thing you wanted to hear if you were out of pipeline, that whistle going off at the house. And if you got told to go in... You're going you're in. You're going in. <laughs> and if you want to get a clip over the ear, you got a clip over... i got a couple of clip over his ears. So no. I, yeah, of course I did. Who clipped you, Dave? Uh, what's his name? Terry. Terry, you used to hang out with Laird Blamelton. Led Hamilton, Terry O'Hooey. Terry O'Hooey. He gave me a good couple of Biltons. <laughs> uh, you probably I, deserved it. And, uh, 
Dave was, oh, he's had some classics, classics on the North Shore. Remember when you crashed your car? Was it before your heat at sunset? No, that was Munger's car. Michael Munger's Munger car. Barry. <laughs> Not your car. <laughs> I fucking tried to turn into the spot and I got T-boned. You did, It was eh? my fault, so. Oh, well. <laughs> Number two. Daz, you were a world tour battler, mate. Five years on the elite tour. Um, you surfed right through the middle of the Andy-Kelly rivalry. And you had, a, you know, a lot of solid results, including, as you mentioned before, that event in Japan uh, where, you know, Kelly and Andy surfed one of the greatest finals of all time. Uh, what did it look like up close, the Kelly-Andy rivalry from where you were sitting? Um, amazing to actually see it in live, contest to contest. Um, you know, Kelly was this kind of guy that would like you go to get your board and wax it up, and your leggy wasn't on it. And like, where the fuck's my leg rope? And like, I, I remember I had a K leg rope at one event, might have been at Newcastle. And um, <laughs> and like, he's the kind of guy that take your leg rope off your board for a, um, you know, just to or something like that. You know, is really what do you call it? Is kind of played mind games. Hey, I probably oh, yeah, saw yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, totally. Always played mind games yeah, with me. Absolutely, I could imagine he played massive mind games, but um, yeah. And then Andy was just like, <laughs> what X Files? <laughs> but yeah, Andy was just like hardcore, gnarly legend. Just didn't give a shit. Just like he didn't care about Kelly, and like, like he, I could, he, he did care about Kelly, but he didn't care about. Like how overwhelming he was to everyone else, or he, you know, he was just like, I've got this guy covered, you know, I'm gonna, you know, and yeah, his surfing, obviously, like that movie, just always puts those Irons brothers to me, um, that Raw Irons movie, it's just that's that's them in a nutshell, Raw Irons, you know. What about you, Dave-O? Um, you're, you're like, you and Andy, you kind of remind me. You're, you're very Fully. similar in, in a lot totally. of ways. Yeah. How did you guys get on? Were you mates? So our first trip in uh, when I met him out at Tahiti, or like at Chopu, um, we, got, we actually got in the blue on the boat. <laughs> Is there anyone in this room who hasn't had a fight with Dave-O? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a fighter. I'm oh, I know, mate. Oh, I know. I just kind of, I, like, I must attract it. Oh, it's just two positively charged electrons. No, Shit, no, physics, no. Mate. Don't worry about like it. it. It wasn't like that. It was just where I had a little argument and then all of a sudden he's getting packed up by Braden Diaz, <laughs> cut the horns, and it was like, well, so now what? I've got three of his on me. I've got one. It's like, this ain't bloody fair. And then, it, and, you know, over the years it got kind of better and better and by the end, just before he died, mate, so we were like, we are like real, real close, like. Him and Lindy and we Remember just, yeah, like, the last time I, like, had real good times, I, we're in, uh, so we're in cloud break, we're having a good time, having a few beers in the spa, and then we went back and these yeah, big sea snakes were picking up and I was trying to, like, get Andy bitten by one of his. <laughs> this thing was huge. I remember I was there. Yeah, it was like, shitting there was all over massive me. Massive sea snake. And, yeah. and Dave went and picked it up. Like It was out the back of the I cabin. Liked, I had like right Steve there. Irwin. And I'm like, was like looking at Dave going, on. look at this dude. He's fucking crazy. Yeah, that bloody was snake like, was shitting all over me. Give me a go at holding that thing. I you know? stunk like a bloody couple of dirty rats. 
And I was trying to get Andy with him, but he was just like, fuck off, Dave. <laughs> but a couple of the other times when I was with Andy, like uh, we had a few trips over in PG when we got the helicopters, me, Macca, and we went uh, going playing golf up in Sheridan. And then coming back, we had some beautiful times with Andy and then in Puerto Rico before he passed away. I mean, he was a bit crook and I was wondering where he, like, actually where he was. And, you know, I just wanted to touch base with him and then I kind of just missed him because I was in Africa with him before that. And we kind of had a few big nights. We had a few big nights. Uh, I mean, Andy and then, I don't know, and then he, yeah, it was just a real disappointing to lose a friend how he did like he was such a good true honest bloke and he loved his surfing and he did more for surfing like he charged waves that we could almost all believe that we couldn't and to see him charge and then i'm not being rude like he died before he got to see his child like it's real like for me it's heartbreaking i got two kids and i'm i'm glad that i've got them and i miss them and Oh, I just can't believe how like Lindy feels, all that sort of stuff. Like Andy Irons was a legend, mate. And well I'll... said. And he'll always be fucking remembered. Yeah. Like he, he cannot forget AI. No, nah, like, never. You but... can't take off on a fucking ten foot shape wave and stand up dead straight and the way. Not he many does. people can. No, no, no thank you. No, mate. Um, what about your own CT career when you look back on it? I mean, uh, you you went through those years of being a child prodigy. You got on tour, you fell off, and you just get back on, and you just you know you you, you had a bit of a yo-yo time on there. Yeah, I was like the Coca Cola. What is it? Coca Cola yo. Yeah. Once you go up, go back. You go up. Uh, but you just seem to you seem to be so unfazed about falling off tour and getting back on. It was just like fuck. I'll just do the QE and requalify. Like, I suppose. I like, I like to just give him a bit of a hard work. Like yeah, give, give myself hard work, and then I like to just like give myself a challenge. Really. What, what sort of competitor do you reckon you were? Did, I wasn't there to win a world title. No. I, I would have loved to. Have. But I was, I was there to make things life hard. Like I, what, what, for I, yourself or for other people? Probably both. Yeah. I think I made it hard for myself. Yeah. What's but I still made it hard for them. But, oh, yeah, man. Yeah, oh, fuck, you're a once-in-a-generation talent, man. Like, like I, I like, tried. Like, what? what? <laughs> yeah, of course you did. That's not funny. There's so many times that I was with Dave <laughs> And where's my passport? And, like, would go down... Back to the shops. I ended up losing... And we go to the laundry. There's his passport going around in the fucking... (laughs) I ended up losing 10 passports and they weren't going to give me another one. You're selling for fraud. I said, oh, fuck. How many Chris Davis are going to (laughs) Fucking... Hey, I've got to give you guys a a little window into, like, Davo's competitiveness. I saw one time I was commentating a six-star in France... And Davo was uh, just going deep into the drawer and uh, he, he started making the quarters. It was finals day. And uh, I was commentating and I'd just walk out into the competitors area and whoever Davo had in his heat, I think he had Phil Macker in the quarters or something like that. And he walks up to him and he's going, Phil, are we fucking doing this or what, mate? Come on, mate. Yeah, yeah, let's do this. Let's do this. He starts hugging him. And I'm just going, I've never seen anyone sort of prep for a heat like this. And eventually... You made it to the final, and it's you and G had Coda in the final. 
And, and G had... I got Josh Kerr, Josh Kerr before that. Josh Kerr before that. But he, hey, he hated that. Same thing. G had's like there doing that thing, you know, where he's kind of like uh, Eminem in that movie. Just like, he's a come Brazilian. On, come on, come on. Just psyching himself up. And Davo walks up behind him, picks him up, starts shaking him, going, we're doing this, G had, we're doing this, brah! <laughs> and just like starts hugging him before their final, before they even paddle out. I was just going, fuck. And G had was just going, yeah, man. We're doing it. We're doing it. I was just like, what? This is like unheard of. Like, I don't know any coaches who would say, hey, just before you go out for the final, just pick him up and just, just stay away from him and go do your thing. Go and do, go do some yoga. Davo won the comp, won the six star, requalified. Unbelievable. It was so cool, man. Like, I wanted to see him do that, that was... to the goat. <laughs> yeah, please. Oh. Grab him and just shake him around a bit, Davo. But well, um, that, that, that one at the goat with the goat at Portugal, I had him by the balls. I had him by the balls. He knew that, and then he fucking and bah, bah. and then and then he did a fucking four foot alley oop and beat me. And when I had him at Portugal, uh, Portugal, I was in the semi finals with him. Yeah, Kelly, and he uh, yeah, that was the one. Yeah, super chill. Yeah, man, I remember that too. That, 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 was... that broke my, um, I don't know what I could say, me, me balls, me spleen, me heart. It broke, broke it. No, uh, no, no. Uh, when you got here, when you thought you had him. Yeah. <laughs> Number one. <laughs> Is that, what, sort of the ghost of Vaughn? Life after the World Tour, uh, what's the transition like? I mean, this is something that all three of you can answer. Uh, I guess it can go both ways. Uh, some guys, you know, plume the depths of depression. Others, you know, come back to a joint like Port Macquarie and like, fuck, how good's this joint? Uh, what was it like for you guys? Uh, well, I'll go first. I mean, it's tough, man. The transition is tough, like far out. Uh, you know, we partied hard on tour and, um, you know, you celebrate your wins uh, and then you... And then you drown your sorrows when you lose. And then, you know, I kind of walked away with a, with a bit of a drinking problem. <laughs> I, um, you know, I haven't had a drink for three years, but it's funny, actually. You know, the transition is tough because, you know, like that life into just the normal kind of life. I was lucky to be transitioned kind of slowly. A couple of wild cards here, you know, a couple of wild cards there. And it's hard. You don't want to compete because it's inside you, you. But when you can't do that anymore... You know, you end up trying to find highs and lows or highs, any you know, in other places, but the lows are too big. And um, it's funny, you know, I'm coming down to Port Macquarie again um, to do a, a, a mental health talk for a, a company called uh, Blokeopedia. Um, so it's on mental health and, and now I'm doing this. Mental health. With you guys who are mental cases. <laughs> fully in, fully out. <laughs> fully and, um, in. You know, it's hard. What about you guys? Me- uh, mental health needs to be really good. Addressed for sure. But I mean, how was the transition for you guys first, Darren? Um, yeah, well, it happened pretty quick for me. I just got, you know, went from being on the tour to, you know, get, getting paid good money to nothing. Um, yeah, I probably struggled for a couple of years. Um, but then... <clears throat> couple of mates you know like why don't you do this why don't you do this and um i started lifeguarding which was great you know and then um i did that for a 
quite a few years, which is just perfect because it was something to do. You know, you turn up, do something, do something. I was still surfing. Like, all I wanted to do was go surfing. Like, that's all I wanted to do because that's all I knew forever and ever and ever. You know, like, all these guys, everyone. Everyone, that's all we want to do, huh? Is go fucking surfing. So, um, yeah, it was really hard. It was hard. It was super hard, you know? Like, what do I do after being getting paid to surf <laughs> and to not get paid to surf it's like fuck this sucks you know fuck what do i do and my yeah, everyone in the room is just going yeah man that's right it fucking sucks mate <laughs> yeah welcome to my fucking world <laughs> yeah but i mean i went to school with fucking a lot of the guys here right now you know and like you know it's anyway um yeah so but mate, you, you, you seem like and i'd love to Get all your takes on this. Like, you seem like you're happy, healthy. I mean, you too, Ock. You're probably the happiest and healthiest you've ever been in your life. Yeah, for sure I am. I mean, it takes a while. I'm like kind of a slow learner, but, you know, they all, I, I used to have, you know, older mates and say, you got to work out, you know, what's good and bad and stuff. And it took me a while. I mean, until I was 50, I worked it out. But, I mean, eventually, you know, most people do, but it's... it's uh, Life's a hard freaking, you know, it's hard to... It's hard, right, eh? It's a hard, yeah, it's hard, especially when, you know, you get thrust into that. And, um, but it's just not hard for us. It's hard for everyone, you know, like, seriously, like, it hap- you know, life happens. Um, it does, yeah. Dave-o, uh, mate, your, your journey since you come off tour has been radical highs and lows. Um, but your mate, Bud, showed me some clips of your surfing just before and fucking, man, you're hitting that end bowl just as good as you ever did. Are you starting to reconnect with your love for surfing? I love my surfing, of course, and um, I love a bowl. <laughs> a bowl of uh, beer. And the plate. No, no, I'm just saying, um, yeah, of course, when you, when, you, when you finish surfing and you're not getting paid and you've got to, like, challenge yourself to where you want to be... Like I went to stonemason and brick, bricky labouring and doing all that, and then I broke up with my wife and my um, my dad died and a few things went on, so it was a hard gig and then I tore my hamstring off the bone at surfing, and then I bloody had a car accident, broke my neck and ripped the nerves out of my spinal cord. My left arm doesn't work too good now, so I just surf like one arm and I'm I'm back surfing pretty much as, almost as good as I used to surf. So it's good, it's good, and and you know what I'm just saying for every person that has a little bit of a mental health problem, they need to find that like that passion, like get out in the water, find those things that you really love, enjoying doing, and don't let that dark dog get a hold of you, and find a good place within yourself. Go go for a run, go for a run, like go for a fucking gnarly run. Go surf, go for a dive. Do the things that make you feel good. Don't fucking sit yourself in a house and get all damp and and, and think about things that you should be doing and what you can't. Like you, you focus on the things you can do and not do. And if you can't, you're gonna put yourself into a bad spot. That's all I'm saying. Like you need to focus on the things you can do, not do. Like. So out. good, Dave. Amazing. I'm bringing life. him along to this next event. <laughs> I'm ready to go have a surf with anyone, I'll show. Fucking chain me in a wave, I'll show you some big snaps. I'm fucking gonna bring devastating right into the hell of things. Mate. Fuck. Dr. Damage is home. 
I love uh, you, man. Uh, love it's you. good to be here with Ock because we've had a couple of good times as well, you know, like... I think all three of you are absolutely magic. I think, you, you, like you said just then, you know, there's been highs, there's been lows. To be sitting here, to be able to say that and to, you know, fucking share that with us all is a real fucking Some of the times I've had with Raph as well, like on the Rip Curl, driving down through Spain, Portugal, going 200 kilometres an hour. <laughs> Raph used to say to me, slow the fuck down. I'd be like going as hard as I could. And he'd be like, stop it. I'm on the car wouldn't go any faster than it could. I'd stop I'd stop off in Spain and like yeah, yeah, yeah something would happen there. And then another ten hours I'd be just like shh, 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 back down. I got the need the need but for speed. speed. Well, what about a round of applause oh. for uh, Chris Davo and Dazo Rap? We're gonna uh, we're gonna bust into uh, our oh, next God. section. Where's old Matty Benning? We're going to get uh, Matt up in a minute. But, Matty um, Benning, get your ass up here. In a minute. In a minute. we got time. You guys having fun? Sick. On your Davo. Round of applause for Davo and Daz. Legend. Now it's time for everyone's favourite game show. Hockey or not. All right. So, Billabong sponsor the show. We have a brand new graphene wetsuit to give away. What's your name there, mate? Hoggy. Hoggy? Lewis, but you can call me Hoggy. Hoggy, okay. Or Chogachino, whatever you like. Oh, Choggy, all right. Choggy. We got Choggy, Bajini. And Brett. And Bretto. All right. Got the questions right here. Okay, so I... I'm the, I am the game host, and uh, it's something I've always wanted to do, and I finally get to do it, so it's my show. I've been watching a few game shows, Ock. Millionaire Hot Seat, that's my favourite. I don't miss it any, every, any day. Game on now. It's game on. What's the prize? One million dollars. Thank you, Ocky. That'll pay if my house off. you get that far. That'll pay my house off, bruh. <laughs> okay, so... First question. It's a bit of an off card. <laughs> Which Australian rugby league legend splattered Port Mac supercoach Mick Kane's nose during a drunken game of footy? Was it A, Mal Meninga, B, Ronnie Coote, C, John Poofinger, Hopawati, or D, Andrew Johns? Choggy got in first there, I believe. Yeah, I think it was John D. Correct, Amunda. Bingo, one. That's heavy. Uh, by the way... One up to that, Toggy. That was in the Philippines, Op. Was and, it? And Mick, we were all like there with uh, Joey. And uh, he was wasted and everyone was, everyone was shit-faced. And he goes, everyone was going, let's play footy, let's play footy. And Joey goes, no, don't, don't make me play footy because I, I don't know. I don't know how to not go 100%. The Steel City Madman. First tackle, Kaney goes in low, textbook tackle. Slides off Johnsy's big fat ass and Johnsy's heel just goes flat. <laughs> just creamed his nose all over his face. Absolutely jammed him. <laughs> okay, second question. In 1998, Port Mac legend Mick Campbell punched on with which world champ 
after a tight heat in France. Boom. Andy Irons. I'm sorry, I'm going to have to take that away from Bajini because I, I believe... I believe oh, smoked, bro. Beto got in first. Snaked again. We're going to have to go... Uh, I think we're going to have to give it to Bretto. I mean, what was your answer, Bretto? It was Andy Amick. Uh, it's correct. I mean, I'm sorry, Bajini, but... Uh, no, no, that's okay. He jumped in first, mate. Well in, well in. Okay, so, next question. The 97... Uh, nine, uh, the, ni- the 1997 Skins event at Bells, I won... Uh, 11 skins and $55,000, and I also won a... Jeep. You've got to wait for the multiple answers. Oh, sorry, bro. <laughs> Fuck. Hands what are you excited, mate? This guy's excited. <laughs> I'm sorry, mate. Fawn, you know me, mate. I get excited. Mate. Are you like this in the bedroom, mate? Because uh... <laughs> My wife thought, mate, she frogs. <laughs> that question's out the window. Premature. But we'll pay it. Hang on a second. Okay, next question. Uh, after I won the world title in 1999, I appeared on a popular tri- uh, primetime Australian TV show. What was it? Oh. Neighbours? Yeah, keep going. <laughs> you do you, bro. You do you. Uh, Australian Most Wanted? Burke's Backyard or Hey Hey, It's Saturday? That's Pagini. He's in. Hey Hey, It's Saturday. Thank you. Damn. Give me the wetsuit. Give me the wetsuit. Probably a large, medium, large. Getting warmer, getting warmer. In 1997, I finished third in a Quicksilver Pro at G-Land. Who won that event? I'd say Egan. Hey? Egan. Yes, you are correct. These guys know their stuff. Shit. Uh, Just a quick score check. We've got Bretto on two, Kyle Bajini on two, and Choggy on one. We've got to give him a harder question, man. Got to give him a harder question. During their rock and roll tours to Australia, I had the pleasure on to be uh, on stage with... Okay. No, it's all right. He's early and I haven't given the questions. Uh, He's had a blank. Oh, there's got to be five seconds here. Can you repeat the question? Uh, Who was on stage singing with? Was it A, Shannon Null, B... I'm not going to give you B. Was it C, Foo Fighters, or D, the uh, Boy George? Boy George. B, B. Foo, Foo Fighters. I'm going to say B. B. <laughs> Pearl <laughs> Jam's correct. B is. Uh, B, B, B's Pearl Jam. That's Pearl Jam. Hey, Ock, what Pearl Jam song did you sing with Pearl Jam? This is not going to sound right. <laughs> Can't find a better man. <laughs> <laughs> Can't find a better man. <laughs> what, so was that? That was at the. Uh, what was that? The big day out, was it? The big day out, yeah. Wow, what was that like? Staring oh, out at 60, hundreds of thousands, sixty thousand people or something. He threw me the tambourine and I dropped it. <laughs> That's how it was. Plenty of mad dog. Plenty of mad dog. <laughs> The clock is four o'clock, it's got to stop, tell me. Can't find a <laughs> Don't make me. Okay, 1997. I served my first year on tour since 1986. What did I finish on the final ratings in 1997? What, Was what? it, yeah. A first, B second, C 69th, or D last? Second. I think that's Choggy's gotten in there. I'll say second, yeah. Yes, yeah, second, you got it. Choggy, you got it. Okay. 
And who won, for a bonus point, who won the world title that year? Boom. Kyle Bugini. What year, what year, Rocky? Tell me. 1997. Okay, that was Newcastle Knights. They won the grand final, didn't they? Super League. Thank you, thank you. Joey Jones. Joey Jones. Oh, I think he's run out of time. Nah, I got this. No bonus point there. It was Kelly Slater. Slater. Okay. Okay, in 1998, Kelly Slater won his sixth world title. Who finished runner-up? Was it? Cambo. AI. Who said Cambo? You got it. Give me the wetsuit, bruh. I'm the port macker. Getting warmer. So the second last question. One morning in 1983, I saw something for the very first time that absolutely blew my mind. What was it? A, Martin Potter's back hair. A little red bearded man in a green suit dancing a jig at the end of a rainbow. Michael Jackson's thriller clip or Pumping Jeffrey's Bay? Choggy's gotten in there. Choggy? I'm going to have to say Pumping Jeffrey's Bay. Correct. Amundo Choggy moves into the lead with four. Kyle Bugini on three, Bretto on two. Okay, so if Choggy doesn't get it, we As might we have to have a As we come down to the final breaker. question. Okay, and here it is. Drum roll. In, 19, uh, in 1987, I appeared in the Hollywood surf film North Shore. For one point, recite any classic line from the movie. Oh, bro, OP. I've been... Bro, that's the OP. No, you're Mo out. Pop. You're out. Oh, fuck. We're going to Pipeline. Yeah. Was it David Hasselhoff? Jeez, this zinc's going to be a hassle to get off. <laughs> what? Oh. <laughs> Sorry. No one got that answer. Bredo, so. Bredo. No. My name's Mark Ocalupo. No, no, no. Wasn't there like an I've been in the OP program? Well, no, I'll give you... Oh, jeez. How about an Alex question. up ahead? I don't know. Uh, it looks like Choggy wins. Choggy wins! That's the hockey quiz, folks. That's a primetime TV show in the making for sure. Righto. Let's get our next guest up here. It's going to take him about 20 minutes to walk to the stage and get up here, but let's roll tape. Hometown hero coming up. And now, our next guest is a high-five flyboy with a frontside laceration that's sharper and more potent than a wheel of Rockford cheese. A weapon on the queue. His CT fortunes have been cruelled by injury and pandemic. However, he remains Port Mac's great hope for elite competitive glory. The son of a concreter, nobody knows better the value of hardening the fuck up. Please make him welcome, Matt Benning! Welcome, Matt. Um, it's great to have you up here at um, Jed and Vaughan's show, and I'm just the panellist, but uh, I'd like to ask you some questions. Obviously, you've hurt yourself. Um, I've always adored your surfing. Um, follow you on Instagram. Love your clips. Um, just love your 
pure carbs, your airs are amazing and just the lines you draw. Never, never do any double little pumps or anything, always just clean, perfect carbs and I love that but I'm, I'm upset that you've injured yourself, what happened? Yeah, oh, is this, this on? Yeah. Yeah, yeah no. Closer. Oh no, I've been going through a little injury for the last 18 months or so and then realised it was fractured so I fucking put in the boot and... Yeah, rest it up for a little bit, but it's uh, yeah, three to five weeks more and then fucking back at it, so see, see what happens there. And because um, you were pretty good um, for qualifying, like, I mean, are you leading the ratings? I know it's a bit of a sham right now with COVID, but you were leading, right? Yeah, or well, the, the Aussie leg, because we've only had so many national things to do and no, no, yeah, no international stuff, so... I've got a good seed going into the, the Challenger Series where they're trying to plan for the back half of the year. And then, yeah, I'm, I'm number one seed for that, for going into it. So, fing, yeah. f- f- fingers crossed it fucking happens. <laughs> fingers crossed it happens, <laughs> hey. I mean, WSL are very confused right now. Um, well, I, I, I can't imagine us fucking travelling to the US in, in August, but, but fingers crossed it happens too. So, so yeah. Cool, and I wish you all the best. Uh, Jed, have you got any questions? I've got another couple, but uh, go for it. Oh, go for it, Oc. No, you go, Matt. Oh, no, well, if you want me to keep yeah. going. Well, how'd you bust the pin? I don't know, a bit, bit, bit of a fucking long, longevity thing. I know, I think I, I smacked it on a... Coming down from an air on the flats, and then I must have hairline fractured, and then fucking from everything I'm doing, the basketball fucking training and everything just made it worse and worse and worse, so... Having a good time, even even out having a few beers and that walking on it. I've only been in a boot for the last fucking week, so ten days. So I'm I'm repairing it and and fingers crossed, yeah. So like a hairline fracture and then overtraining might have been what uh, was the straw that broke the camel's back. Like what kind of uh, what kind of training program have they got you on? You mentioned basketball training. Oh yeah, that, that's a bit of fun. I only just trying to have fun as as being a kid. I'm fucking 26, but I'm still still thinking of myself as a kid. So yeah, no, but. A little hairline fracture and then jumping around, fucking just training right, and surfing. Oh, sorry about that. Right. Oh, I, ha- I hate the sound of my own voice, so I fucking hate it. <laughs> Relaying over the speakers, it sounds fucking... Yeah. But you did, uh, I mean, fuck, mate, you, you made the QS look easy and then you did do basically two years on the WCT. Uh, the first year was plagued by injury. Um, the second year, you know... You surfed your best, man. You, you tried really hard, but you were in that bottom seed, uh, c- coming up against the big wigs every heat, heat in, heat out. What's that like uh, to go through a tour season where, you know, you're not getting the results you want, but you're surfing against the biggest surfers in the world? Yeah, it's, I know, it's, 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 it's a hard trot, but... Matty, get right up. Oh, yeah, sorry, brother. Yeah, no. It's a, it's a hard trot, but... I, I, first competition, I had Jack Freestone and Fanning in the heat and I fucking I gained a bit of confidence beating them too. And then, I don't know, as, as time grew, I got a good little result in Sacarima or wherever it was in Rio de Janeiro in Brazil. And then I was going to the next one in J-Bay and fucking had a bit of confidence and stuff and then ended up didn't doing my left leg. So I don't know that back in 2015, I was on a bit of a run back then, but... And that wiped you out for the, the rest of the year, right? You didn't actually come back after that. Yeah, it was about three months, then jump back on, and then... What was the yeah, circumstances of that injury? Uh, Hyper-extended me left, left leg, and on that alley-oop, I did an alley-oop over there. But, it was, yeah, I was, I was out of the water for three, four months, and then, then got back into it. But, 
yeah, I'm, I'm happy how everything's fucking panned out, that's sure. Um, a big question for me. Can you be quiet up the back, please? Uh, um, just be quiet for a sec, because, Matt, I want to ask you about the Olympics. Um, you know, I know you're not in it this year, but, I mean, for me, you'd be probably one of Australia's best shots of getting a gold medal when you're there, and I'm sure you will be eventually. But, um, but the Olympics, what do you think about, you know, like the surfers that are kind of putting all their eggs in a one basket to get that gold medal because, I mean, I personally believe a world title is bigger than that. I mean, a few surfers, probably not mentioning any names, that have kind of <laughs> almost put the world title aside to qualify for the Olympics this year. What, what do you think about that? Yeah, it, it, even, it, it, even going to going to that South America thing, the ISA, it's just, to, to me it's bullshit. Like, I don't know. You shouldn't have to do that if if they're as good as they are, fucking, you're already in the Australian team, so. I don't know, to, to go to all that ISA the, the drama, I don't know, it's a, it's a bit bit drastic going to South America for what you got to do. But. Oh, it's one of the greatest stitch-ups in the history of surfing. <laughs> Fernando Aguero! I don't know uh, what backsheesh he's paid to get, uh, get, get the world's best in El Salvador for it's a all, qualifying all event. Person, pretty much. <laughs> Fucking hell, man. 23 people from 20 countries got COVID over there. Wow. Yeah, it's heavy. All from the same bag of cocaine I hear. (laughs) (laughs) Mate, I uh, had to go to a piss. Excuse me if you've already covered this turf. But um, what's the go with, uh, like, you... you Pathway back? Because you're obviously a CT-quality surfer. The QS doesn't trouble you at all. Like, where do you want to... Like, clearly you want to get back in the water soon as... I mean, you've been cruel the last couple of years, obviously, with COVID. You, you had a, a big win and another big result uh, down at Manly. Um, yeah, where do you see yourself and, and what are your goals? What do they look like at the moment? Oh, just uh, just get back there, do well. I've had a, a good good, a bit, good few results on the QS, but I want to translate to the, the CT and do well because every time I've rocked up there, I fucking... Yeah, not, just just haven't, haven't performed the way I like to, so... Like to get on the main stage and fucking translate that that QS surfing into in the CT surfing for sure. And uh, so Matt, your love for Port, you've always been a Port boy. Yeah, for sure. Cambo and everyone's showing us the ropes. It's, well, no, I've been on a even back in the day, fucking going going to France, the fucking King of the Groms with Cambo and that. It was sick fun. I was about 14 or so. I'm fucking... Cambo and Willsey were over there, me and Solly Bailey. So I was about, yeah, 14, 15. They were on the tour and they fucking went out for a few beers and taking us around to all, all the bars. And so it's, 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 yeah, it's all, all about doing well, but it's all about all the people you meet and all the fucking... All Cambo and the Willseys and all the, all the legends that you come across on the way. Oki and fucking all the rest. That's for sure. How much of an influence, like how big of a shadow has Mick Campbell and the Campbell family cast over this surf community? Yeah, oh, he's he's a dead set legend, the old the old ranger. He's fucking back in. I, don't, I remember we, me dad telling me about oh, I forget when it was, maybe mid mid early early two thousand when he was back having a crack at the tour, and I remember he was down Breakwall just having. Remember, your dad was saying to me, he's like, he's out there for 30 minutes of time, going as hard as he can, fucking get, getting it. So I was like, that, I know, it was a bit of motivation for me. And then when I started travelling that, going to, when I was overseas with him in France and stuff, and, and Denny Wills and fucking Cambo, it, 
just just travel with him, staying with him, going to a few of the bars, and have a few drinks. It's fucking something you never forget for sure. It's, it's fucking epic. Well, the thing about Cambo surfing that I loved was that uh, in competition, at least, was that the bigger the opposition, the more he just was unfazed. The more he just thought, "I'm gonna rip you apart." Yeah, it was like they were saying before, he's got the fucking eye of the tiger, that's for sure. And that, that's, yeah, that's what we all love about him, but... Uh, I don't know if it's a ranger breed, or the ranger just from fucking... Well, they were a dying breed, apparently. <laughs> but no, he, he's... He's, yeah, one of his own. You won't, you won't replace fucking Cambo and he's fucking... Yeah, he's have, you got, have you got that mongrel in you, mate? Have you got the port mongrel? Oh, fucking hell. I'll, I'll follow Cambo and the Raff and everyone just, just for that. Yeah, no, it's good. I've had a big... Big time, I'm, so I'm lost for a fucking world. I've had drink about fucking ten schooners tonight. <laughs> but yeah, to to look up to Raf and look up to Cambo and everyone, for, all the boys, fuck, it's been a good good guidance for me. And fucking, you, you couldn't you couldn't wish anyone more to look up to. That's that's for sure. Yeah. Oh, fucking oath, that's unreal. Good on you, man. Nice work, mate. All right, well let's get <laughs> let's get Davo and our Raf back up here, and we're gonna wind off this show with uh, basically. Throwing it open to the Swellians. So, uh, best question is going to win. What do we got for the best question? It's a $200 custom voucher, right? There we go. So, uh, Oki's going to judge best question, but we'll get Oraz and Daf- uh, Dazza. And then we're going to... Basically, you can ask this panel of uh, esteemed guests anything you want. Oh, yeah, we've got bottles for every single question as well. Ask us a question, we'll tell you no lie. Ask us a question, we'll tell you no lie. Right, Oswellians, it's in your court. Who wants to ask a question to Oki, Davo, Banting? Oh, Raf, all right. Name and question. Yeah, Richard, uh, I'd like to know how many times Kelly Slater's ever beaten Marcus Brabant? Ooh, I don't know. That's a tough question for the panel. What's that one? Do you know the answer? What's the answer? Any local would know the answer. Any local would know the answer. Well, I've got two locals here that I reckon don't know the answer. How many times has Kelly Slater beaten Marcus Brabant? Rich, tell us the story, mate. As a young pup, you might know, but Brabant went over to America. He did a little bit of school over there. And he also uh, surfed with, against him on the C2. Well, it wasn't the C2 back then, but Slater's never beat him. Where, where, was, it, where was it at? He said Slater has never beaten him. Oh, yeah. There you go. Rich has the inside word. Thanks, Rich. All right, we got one over here. This mic's shitting itself. How's that one? Way better. All right, name and then question. My name's Mitchie B, and this one's for Raf. This one's for the riff, Raf. You ready, mate? So everyone in this room knows you've got the longest tongue. Uh, I also want to know, in that panel van that you used to drive, how many girls did you slay? Look at that tongue. Are you joking? Oki, get away, get away. Now, wait, 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 wait. Go behind the... I can't see it. He can. And look, he can put it behind his throat. He can put it behind his... 
Wow. He can put it behind his singer. For people listening on the podcast, that tongue is like a foot long. Are you fucking kidding me? Wow. Wow. All right. Name and question. My name's Matt. And uh, my question is, sorry, sorry, Daz, but this is pretty personal. When you fucking dropped off tour, there was a wave at Pipe and um, Dino went one way, you went the other. I want to know the truth. What the fuck happened, mate? Come on. Was there a blue? Was Did you That's send a bit harsh. Yeah, Dingo oh, fucked up Daz think, on um, this wave. I want to know, mate. Kai Borg. There was no blue because of Kai Borg. He said, settle down, Raffy. Like, it's all good. He was Vulcan at the time. Yeah, yeah no, nah, there was no blue. Um, yeah, I thought Dino was going left 100% and fucking snake, whatever. It's all like, yeah. The rest is fucking Exactly. <laughs> What is the so? What's the what's the context of it? I mean, was uh, your future on the world tour hedging on that wave? Oh man, like I, I probably had to make another couple few heats after that. My my future on that CT that year was decided three events before that. You know, so that was the last one. No, nah, that was that. that I mean. I think Mandaka kind of summed it up that year. Me and Hog went out all night. And then the hooter went, and we were staying on the like right there, and the contest was on, <laughs> and I was first heat. Yeah. I was like, "Oh, this is the fucking hooter for the contest," <laughs> and that's the history of that. Yeah. yeah, that hurts. That hurts a lot. Name and question. Is Kingswood Black back on the attack on the rack? Kingswood Black. Dope to you. My name's Kingswood Black and I don't work in a dog fan. Dog food cannery. <laughs> my my favourite story about making Dope Youth was um, we needed Davo to shoot this last scene and we couldn't find him. And we were like, where's Davo? We've got to get this scene shot. And I was calling him and calling him and he wouldn't pick up and I finally sent him a text. I said, where are you? And he goes, I'm at the pub. And I drove down. They said, I'm going to come and pick you up right now. Of course I was. So he was at the pub and I said, mate, we, you've got to come home right this second. We've got to shoot this scene. He goes, mate, I'm going to finish this beer and then I'm going to have one more and then I'm going to have one more after that. I need five practice beers first. And then I'm going to come and do it. And he was, came up about six hours later. But he fucking did a good job. Kings were black on your brother. Kings were black. Mate, I, walked, I worked in a, How could you guys put me in a dog food cannery? <laughs> I don't know. Like, that's not fucking real. <laughs> Bajeans. Kyle Bajini. Absolute legend. Born, this one's for you. Bro, was it 2012 you paddled Fiji? Was it huge? Yeah, I uh, paddled out for a quick look at that Fiji swell. And uh, everyone said that wave, that one really big one that Mark Healy's board went over, it dredged up all this reef. Shit, and uh, the whole lineup stunk, but it was just that coming out of my bodies. 
It was fucking awful. Uh, that, that was a bit of mud, wasn't it? Oh, man. Hey, Oki, it's, it's Big Brucey here. And uh, I just... Oki, this yeah, one's for you, oh. mate. Back in the... Uh, it was 86, 87, Newcastle, Surface, final against Curran. It was, was, was unbelievable. I was there. It was just fucking sick. But what I wanted to ask was, how did you feel when that southerly blew and just fucking where's the shit and you were in the lead? It was fucking epic, mate. You must, you must have been freaked out, seriously. Oh, that was the best thing ever. Um, my mate, like, I, I think I said in the news, like, re- uh, like, when they interviewed me, that I could feel the salt water spray coming uh, or something weird like that. But I actually, my mate rang me from Cronulla going, it's freaking, there's a southerly buster coming, man, be quick. And uh, I got out there and got me two scores in five minutes and it came right on cue. It was real good. That rusty board board went well. There's some tight, big bangs. It turned a perfect little two, three foot day, total glass into absolutely could not get a score out there. It was, yeah, yeah, I had him combated and was no getting out of it. Here we go. We got a couple more, right? Okay, yeah, one more. What's this, a limerick? Have we got a limerick? Okay, we got a uh, we got a full blown claim for the wedding here, Smithy. Uh, name and poem. Ooh, this looks long. I'm ready for it. Rob, where are you from, Rob? Lighthouse Beach, you beauty. Local. A limerick. Right, I fucking Smith. love limericks. Yes. There was a young punk raised in Port. Paradise Surf Shop is where he was taught. He began to move on from the nest. It was at the waves of Breakwall that he would stand tall and prepare to take on the world's best. With a lightning backhand attack, sounding like a whip crack. You could feel it vibrate through your chest. A mad ringer he was. Oh, sorry, a mad ringer was he. Punched on with Andy and took it right to the goat nonetheless. When the bait's on the hook, the fish, they go loopy. You'll find him these days cruising the coast in his troopy. And still stoking and hunting for lefts. Yes. Gold cone piece award winning poetry there. That's that amazing. Great. Well done, mate. Thanks for sharing. Who was that about? Did you write that, Hill? That's the ginger ninja, isn't it? Yeah, Did 100%. you write that? Oh, that sounds legend. good. That's sick, bro. Name in question for the Swellian Army. This is uh, to Davo. Um, many years ago in the 90s, I was um, hanging out with you guys one afternoon. I was pretty stoked. I was a grom. I was down there with some friends of mine, and we were at a place, uh, Mark Pripick's place. Back in the day, rest in peace, Mark. One of my best um, mates who worked for Oakley and he passed away. Yeah, he's a legend, mate. He was 110% all the way, that boy. He was uh, off the Richter, but um, God bless. Um, The question is to you, Dave-O. We were hanging out one afternoon, I think it was a lay day, and we might have been having a few bamboo schooners. (laughs) And uh, Obviously. Well, possibly, I don't know. I think, yeah, Ock and Mungabari and the boys were there. It was pretty cool. I was frothing. Anyway, everyone sort of went into a bit of a hole and uh, Mark had some guns. 
when he's Mark had some guns at the farm, and you and I grabbed a gun each. Are we and talking we, about down in Belbray? In Torquay. Torquay yeah, at Belbray. Yeah, yeah. And we went, uh, we grabbed a gun each and we went across the paddock. And I was shooting shit up. Did we? <laughs> There's no doubt you were shooting was... shit up. But did we kill anything that day? I get a bit wild with a gun. I know, mate. I was frothing on you, but I Have was. Have you got a license for that gun, Davo? No, Dad taught me. He was a Vietnam vet, so. Yeah, it's close enough. He's coming up to his 10-year anniversary, but I he's... think we're hunting for rabbits or some I sort of. I think we're doing rabbits, magpies, anything that could fly. <laughs> <laughs> a few rounds got shot, but I don't think we actually shot anything, Dave. and that's my memory. Of I got one out in the paddock. I remember it. I don't think we did, mate, I tell you. That was probably the closest thing to getting shot out there that day. Yeah. You know what I mean? There uh, was a lot to shoot at. Oh, I know. <laughs> oh, man, Davo with a gun. Fucking God help us all. <laughs> mate, I'm a sniper. <laughs> don't doubt it. Oki, the super challenge. Was that for you or was that put on by Billabong as a show? That's a good question. Was it, was it designed by Gordon to get you back surfing against the best or was it actually something he'd dreamed of? Uh, well, it, it was, you know, something he dreamed of. I mean, but it, it just coincidentally really helped me. It was good timing because, you know, I hadn't um, competed for a while and then, you know, the new Dream Tour was out and, and the, the challenges kind of started the Dream Tour. But, but it was Gordon's, um, you know, innovation and... Uh, the challenge, yeah, but it just was like, good point, it kind of looked like it could have been for me, you know what I mean, to get me back, um, and it did work, but yeah, uh, no. <laughs> yeah, but no. Nah. I always wanted to say that. <laughs> yeah, but no. Nah. Name a question, where I reckon we're down to our last two crew. Hey, can I just ask what everyone's like, best movies are they used to like? Well, this, no, is, this is my question, Dave. No, I just want to ask a question, Dave. This is my question, Oki. What is the, Filthy Habits Pump. the best song that you've ever surfed to on a surfing movie? That, like you really like Concrete Blonde? God, it's a bullet. Yeah, well, actually, it could have been that. I remember a sequence like at G Land to. Um, is it the Johnnies? Maybe. Oh, I love that one. Yeah, yeah. There you go. That. Yeah. When you're surfing up left, eh? Hey, black and white. I remember that. That's all time. I fucking that's. A, I love that album, The Johnnies. That's the name in question. Uh, it's Matt. Um, back in '97, I uh, surfed Kira for the first time, and I was paddling out, and this fucking lip was about two foot thick and hit Oki fair on the fucking head. Lined him up completely and he still busted through and pulled into the fucking barrel and came out. And I just want to know, how the fuck did you do that? He's got really Mate, short I don't know, legs. But seriously, I saw a bird out snap it the other day. Like, I've seen some birds go over the falls, but there was this freaking big like uh, bait ball and there was all these birds and there was this like two, three foot wave and I've never seen it before. This bird actually took off on this wave and pulled in and done like a couple pumps. I've never seen it before and there was a guy next to me who witnessed it. And I was like, how did he do that? And who was that? <laughs> that was Gailey and Albatross. Oh yeah, Oki. Shane here, mate. Um, 
Hey, Shane. Just wondering, just wondering what happened at your strad boat competition, mate. Because uh, your surfing was a little bit off. Atrocious one. Yeah, no, I promise you I wasn't drunk. Uh, just surfed the wrong board and um, I don't know excuses there. The one I, the one I got uh, I, and uh, that lip hit me fair across the head and sent me over. Just, yeah, it wasn't my day. Hey, uh, oh, what are the ch- Shane's chances of winning this prize with that shit house question? Not a chance. I've got the winner. I've got the winner. No more questions. All right, this is the it's last question for the night. Account. I've got a question for Ock. Hang what on. about that movie when I was growing up? Is you and Mike Stewart surfing some fucking point? Where was that? That's on the Big Island, yeah. I think that was. Well, I'll probably get in trouble for saying that if it, this podcast gets all the way to Hawaii. What's the story there? You and Ron, Mike was Stewart. Was that Ronnie Burns? No, no, but I'm nah, interested to know the yeah, story. We got Mike Stewart to do a barrel roll over me when I was in the barrel. I'm not too sure. Uh, how about that old movie you guys made, you and Robbie Page, the old Hawaii movie? What was that called? North Shore Blue. North Shore about that. Blue. It <laughs> <laughs> was one of the most funniest movies I've ever seen when I was young, though. <laughs> Last question. You okay. Last question. This is it. This is Liam. Uh, question here for Raf, mate. Um, from the from the local Grummies at Bonnie's, back at the beach parties, back before bitumen when it was gravel, and Friday, Saturday nights, loose parties at the beach. You and local boys had named Mudgy, and come down and light it up in the in the panel van. Who, in your opinion, took out the burnout title in the panel van? You or Mudgy? Great question. That's pretty funny because Mudgy bought the panel van off me. And he what was a idiot. fucking rev head. Is that a veto? No, no, I had this Ford panel van and like it was lowered, it was sick. And Mudgy <laughs> Fucking like, out. It was mental. Like it was one of them old school panos with the red up the side. Like the sickest panel van. Dad took me down to the Central Coast and I'm like, that's the car I want. And it was this fucking sick like the rims are this big on it, like massive. Yeah, I think Mudgy might have taken it out because he was a freaking revhead, that kid, eh? You guys remember that? Far out. I've got a follow-up question. How many tens of thousands of dollars did you sink into that money pit of a fucking panel van? I'm actually, <laughs> I'm actually driving one myself at the moment, the fucking dog. Oki, who's the winner, mate? What okay, did you- yes, um, I just want to say thanks, everyone. You've been a fantastic audience. Port has ruled. Uh, yeah, I'll give it to Split Peak. Who? Split Peak. The uh, Dingo Ruff Split Peak. It's uh, Sir in the oh, Mustard Coloured There we jumper. go. That's a good one. All right. This is our last show for the East Coast. Thanks for coming out, Port. Oh, Damo's going to crowd surf, you beauty! Yeah, Damo! Oh, he's a genius. Thank you, Port Mac. Let's get fucking on it! Kidding me? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Kidding me? Kidding me? You've got to be kidding me. 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 You've got to be kidding me.
You gotta be kidding me! You gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Come on, you gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. Are you kidding me? You kidding me? You kidding me, right? Are you kidding me? You kidding me? You kidding me? Kidding me? Are you kidding me? Kidding me? You kidding me? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me right now? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You fucking kidding me? Are 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 you fucking kidding me? You have got to be fucking kidding me. Are you fucking kidding me?